0: Round six is one and done. Hello and welcome to the WNBL show. I'm Megan Hustrate. Joining me this week as my co-host, well, the co-hostess with the most S, is Steph Reid from Townsville Fire and she is our Player of the Week in the Signet WNBL. Congratulations on that accolade and also on a big win.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was so good to get the win, especially because we don't play again until New Year's, so it's like a little break. So going into that with a win is always very exciting.
0: <laughs> so your player of the week figures 27 points, nine assists, six rebounds and four steals and a career best performance in the WNBL.
1: Oh, yeah, it was exciting. I mean, I don't know. I just took to what the defence gave me, I guess. And Yeah, I'm just glad we won. Oh, it all doesn't matter if you don't win. So pretty happy about that aspect.
0: Well, two wins in a row now after a really good away win over Southside down here in Melbourne last week. Does it feel like um, that momentum is still flowing nicely after a couple of narrow defeats?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, we're really happy to go into this Christmas break on the win. Um, I think we're treating every game one game at a time. So we're trying not to, like, fall into the momentum aspect and just make sure we're treating it one game. Every game um, is a new... Thing for us to tackle, so we've got all eyes on Boomers now, even though they've got multiple games before they play us. But uh, yeah, we're pretty set on them and just making sure we're still locked in and focused, even if we're training before we take a few days off for Chrissy. So New Year's
0: Eve WNBL action in Townsville and it was a bit of a tradition for a few years, a few years ago now with Townsville hosting Melbourne. I actually remember doing a story with Monique Conti when she was still at school and on the Boomers roster and spent New Year's up in Townsville playing for Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously a bit over a week until New Year's. Um, What does the next little while look like for the fire in terms of practice, Christmas, having a few days off and then preparing for a big game?
1: Yeah, so um, we trained today right back at it, had some film and review and, um, you know, we made Shannon delete all the teaching points, but he still had a few up his sleeve, but (laughs) we tried our best, Um, but then, yeah, we'll keep training, we'll take time off between the 23rd to the 26th and then we're back, I think, you know, we're all just super used to the routine now of training and, um, yeah, we'll take some time away with our families, but we're all excited to get back as well and get ready for that New Year's Eve game. It'll be awesome and I think a lot of fans are really excited to come so it should be a big one.
0: There's something special I reckon about this Townsville group, not just in terms of the wins that you're putting together but the chemistry, you all seem to get along really well and I think that's a huge factor in a team that might go on and have success I know you were off at the movies um over the weekend together what does Christmas look like because you have got um two imports of course in the team who will be away from their families and countries over this period
1: yeah um so for Christmas everyone's going home um obviously besides our imports and Crystal as well she's staying because she's from New Zealand and the flights are a little bit pricey so um yeah, Tiana's our closeness of the court extends to the support staff. So I think Tiana's going to spend it with our physio and his family um, and his partner as well. And then I think Carly's going down to Melbourne. She has a few friends that she knows down there. So Everyone will go away and I'm sure we'll all miss each other a lot. But, um, yeah, it'll be a little bit of time and then everyone will come back together and I'm sure we'll be having breakfast dates in no time.
0: (laughs) Now it's been an unbelievable year for you, of course. The start of 2022 was the back end of the last WNBL season and you finished that um, on fire and then into an NBL1 campaign championship you, know, you won really everything that was on um, offer individually. You represented the Opals for the first time this year and now you're having a great WNBL season. So how would you reflect on what 2022 has been like for you on court?
1: Yeah, it's been an exciting year. I mean, um, obviously last season uh, we had a few injuries and everything that gave me a lot of opportunity. So, um, you know, we didn't have the best team year in terms of our wins and losses, but um, it was a good opportunity for me to, you know, get my feet wet in the WNBL and um, transition into that starting role. And then, you know, I've just been working so hard with Shannon. I mean, he's just such a huge part of any of the success I've had. I mean, he's someone that has believed in me since the moment he met me. And um, that belief takes you very far. So um, it's been really exciting and it's been, you know, it's been fun. And I'm really excited for what next year brings, especially with the second half of the WNBL season. Like you said, our team is real special. Um, And I just can't wait to play with them for another few months.
0: It's been an exceptional um, player-coach relationship between you and Shannon, which now spans 12 months of the year across NBL One and WNBL. You started your WNBL career at Danunong, which then became Southside Flyers, and you have been at Townsville now for three seasons. So as you said, you you attribute much of your success to Shannon, but uh, it's been a wonderful partnership between the two of you.
1: Yeah, um, you know he's just he's just so dedicated to each and every one of his players, and um, I've definitely done everything I can to soak uh, that up. So yeah, staying and playing in the off season and training with him every day and watching a lot of film, so much film. God, that guy loves to cut up tape. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's been really fun, and I think our relationship on the court and off the court has grown a lot like I trust him with my life and he trusts me with the team on the court so you know it's a really good relationship it's grown a lot and I think it's definitely helping the both of us this season
0: and when we talk about film, you know, this time of year, we're not talking about Home Alone either, Home Alone 2, 3, 4, 5. <laughs> you know, Shannon loves Sometimes. Christmas. Yeah, and and yeah, he, he was <laughs> he, he loves Christmas. Um, I actually sent him a little video last week because I went to see Home Alone in orchestra with the Melbourne Sympathy Orchestra amazing. and it was amazing and I was like, I know someone who's <laughs> going to appreciate this and they wear a Christmas jumper. And uh, I'm sure Shannon was happy to see some film that, you know, wasn't necessarily Townsville and their opponents.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he was, my goodness. All he does is watch our game tape. Bloody hell. (laughs)
0: This is why he is a marvel um, as – We mentioned you made your debut for Australia um, at senior level during the year. Um, One of the greats to have done that for the Opals is Michelle Timms. And there's a beautiful photo of you and Timsy when you're a little tacker attending one of her camps. And uh, she, oh, hi, Morgan Yaker.
1: (laughs) I know, sorry about that. (laughs) Two of <laughs> who, housemates. Yeah. Who
0: do you um who do you live with? Um sorry, Stan? to interrupt.
1: Just... <laughs> no, this is what we love um, about the WBL show. Spadden and Morgan Jaeger. Yeah, they're my oh. two housemates. So well, spaddy's taking a nap. Morgan's creeping around. She won't be walking in and
0: out. Morgan might join us and and say g'day as the show goes on. But um, back back to Timsey. Um, She she published a bit of a Michelle manifesto on the weekend about her thoughts on the WNBL season today. And one of the best points of that was that she believes you will be at Paris. And when we talk about Paris, that is the next Olympic Games um, coming up in 2024. Um, For someone who, you know, you admired her as a pure point guard growing up. You went to her camps. She's been a big fan of you. What's it sort of like to get that feedback from a legend like her?
1: It's unreal. Um, yeah, someone said that to me over the last 24 hours and I was kind of in shock. I mean, obviously, you know, from her point of view as a point guard, it's, like, amazing to be recognised by someone of her stature and ability. Um, but, yeah, like, she's literally my idol, so it was really cool when we played mum and boom and she was sitting on the sideline and I was walking to the locker room at halftime and she's like hey Steph oh my gosh (laughs) she actually calls me my first name so yeah I mean it means the world (laughs) to hear anything um come from her mouth that like has my name in it even if it's not even the right Steph I'm like did she say my name (laughs) so yeah it's amazing I mean she's unbelievable and Yeah, I'm really, I had a fortune. Yeah, I got to meet her and she even said my name at halftime. Like, it's been pretty cool. So, yeah, it means a lot. It does. It definitely does. A pretty
0: amazing endorsement um, as we lead into another Olympic campaign and let's hope you are there running the point in Paris. Um, let's move on and take a look back at round six now, Steph, and it started way back last Wednesday night in Bendigo. Great to have the game of the round on ESPN in Bendigo and they continued their unbeaten run, defeating Sydney 85-75. to There was a lot of action in this game Um Namely, Sydney coach Shane Hill was ejected from the game in the second quarter. So um, that changed things up in terms of assistant coach and an Opals legend in Shelly Gorman took the reins late in the second quarter and beyond half-time. But um, this was a super tough and competitive game and I think Sydney are certainly improving, aren't they? To come within 10 of Bendigo shows that their progress over the last couple of rounds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Sydney's a team They just play really, really hard consistently for 40 minutes. Um, So, you know, like I think they're a team that they're going to definitely cause some upsets this year, hopefully not against us. But, um, (laughs) you know, they're just tough and, you know, they've got a really good dynamic duo with Tiana and Shai and then um, obviously Jocelyn Willoughby is an absolute machine. I mean, she gets buckets. So, yeah, they're, they're tough. And I think, you know, to show that they can compete for 40 minutes with Bendigo just shows how good they really are. And, you know, they're not ever that far out on their losses. So, yeah, I think they'll cause some upsets this year, but hopefully, hopefully not against us. Goodness so, me.
0: So, Jocelyn Willoughby <laughs> had 22 points. Both teams had four players in double figures. Bendigo are a superb story of their own. We know the changes that they've had over the off-season in terms of ownership, coach, returning players – all that kind of thing. Um, it has been a team effort, literally in every game. And Kelsey Griffin is having; she just looks happy to be back on her home court, where it all began in the WNBL. For her, she had twenty four and eleven. But they, as you know, because you lost to them recently, they're so hard to shut down because they are tough in every position, and then they've got depth going right down the bench.
1: Yeah, definitely, they've um, they've got a very deep team. So you know, that's obviously a strength they have, but. Yeah, Kelsey Griffin. I mean, she's unbelievable like, to be in this many seasons and to still be producing at such a high rate. Like she's just everything that team needs. And whenever they need a bucket, she seems to find it. So, um, yeah, I think she's she's a winner and everyone knows it. But, yeah, they've got a lot of talent on that team and a lot of really hard-working players. So they're definitely a hard team to beat. And, and yeah, I guess going into now, undefeated is pretty cool.
0: Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, KG23 is a competitive beast, as we know. Also, love the work of Alicia Froling. She had a double double. We spoke about her last week, but I think she's just a real time definition of form, momentum and confidence. So loving the work of AFROL so far. Move on to Friday night now, Sydney back in action two days later, but it was their first home game at their new venue at the Key Centre. And again, it was a 10 point margin. They came up just short against the Melbourne Boomers after leading them for a lot of the game. Um, Kayla George, a double-double, which has become a regular habit for her every round in this um, season so far. And then Keely Froling had a double-double too, but... Melbourne we know they're the defending champs and they um were able to come over the top of you guys a couple of weeks ago and get the win. I mean there's a reason why they're so experienced and the defending championship winners.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean they're tough and again they're similar uh to Bendigo they're strong in every position so um you know and it's really really good to see Mia doing well as well. Um you know that like they've obviously got their stars and their studs but you know, it's just amazing to see Mia go down there and just be consistently great. Like, love Mia to death. I'm living in her house right now. This is her house. Hi, Mia's house. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what's making me really happy. Like, she's absolutely killing it. And yeah, they've been a really strong solid team so far.
0: Some love to familiar Goodchild, who's come into the lineup um, yeah. as well. Speaking of uh, of all things, Townsville. And we'll talk about her game uh, later in the round. But it just it's a testament to the Boomers program that they can bring in new players. Mia, someone who's more experienced, Mila, someone at the start of her career. They've just come into this team seamlessly, played a role and played such a, a huge role in in winning and, and getting early wins on the board in this WNBL twenty-three campaign.
1: Yeah, definitely. They're um they're tough. Like and they are extremely physical and They're disruptive and, you know, they have a good system that they run and they stick by. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like when you have a good system team, like your team can have players come in and out as long as they stick to the role within that. And, um, yeah, it's a credit to them um, on executing that. And, yeah, it's great for Mila to come in and she's doing what she does so well is shoot the three ball and, you know, shooting at a high clip.
0: Well, speaking of teams that have great systems, let's talk about the fire because you were 98 <laughs> to 85 winners over Perth on Saturday night. Uh, Steph, of course, a uh, player of the week performance from you. Tiana had a double-double. Lauren Nicholson had 19. So um, tell me about how this team is operating because we are seeing different players really step up every week. It was Carly Samuelson last week against the Flyers. Um, it's a very team first ethos for this Townsville lineup?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we just have a bunch of, like, our whole team is selfless in the sense that they honestly just want to win Um, and we don't care who, you know, who does it for us at the time as long as it gets a good result. So um, yeah, it's cool having someone in every position that's willing to sacrifice for the team and it's funny, like, you have someone like Lauren Nicholson who, you know, I'm used to being like, let's get you in every, like, in every offense and I said, oh, Loz, in the fourth quarter, I said, Loz, how do we get you in the screen Are you kidding me? You keep coming off ball screens. Like When you have someone like her, your captain, that you look up to um, you know, saying, no, you go, like, that's the mentality of our team. And I think that's the culture that we've set this year is just having people that want to win and that care for the greater good of the team. And yeah, it, I think it's definitely helping us um, and it will help us down the line as well.
0: Yeah, and it definitely starts from the top in terms of Shannon as the coach and then Loz as the captain. Let's have a look at Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some losses, but they've played well in, in some of these losses too. So there's a lot of positive signs for the Lynx. They're just not getting the points on the board. Um, Chloe Bibby, 24 and 9, was really great to see. And then mm-hmm. sherphy 18, 6 and 5, um, was flirting um, with a triple. What did you think of Perth?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're an unbelievably talented team. And I think their starters, I mean, Chloe Bibi, she's tough, but they show that they have someone in every position that can go for 30 in a game. Um, so defensively, you have to be so locked in the whole time. like You can't go to sleep. You can't have possessions off um, because they're just offensively weapons. I mean, and it starts from the point, you know, with Sammy; She's an absolute threat. You've got to guard her even when you think you don't. So um, they're unbelievably talented and they've had a really tough schedule to start the season as well. So, um, you know, like they've played a lot of the top sides so far. So, you know, I think they're a team that's going to keep getting better as the season goes on. And, um, yeah, I think they'll definitely collect a lot more wins before the season's over. And a big week for them.
0: Um, In terms of being on the road, we'll talk about that coming up in our preview of the coming round. But let's have a look at Sunday's game in Canberra now. Kristen Veal and Lauren Jackson have enjoyed so much success together in the nation's capital, firstly in that iconic AIS championship in 1999 and then as teammates with the UC Capitals where they were – taking out the title for many years during a dominant era. Now they are opponents as coach and player, with Veerle heading up the UC Caps and LJ back for career. 2.0 2.0 with the Flyers, and this was the first time they've come up against each other in those roles. The Flyers running out 20-point winners, 92-72. to 72. But I want to shine the spotlight all over Nicole Munga, who in her third WNBL game was the top scorer for this match with 19 points. Um, we talked a bit earlier about NBL 1, Steph, but this is an incredible story for someone who set the record for most points in NBL 1 this season to be able to get the opportunity, Opportunity in the WNBL and do this in just her third game.
1: Yeah, she's tough too. Like she hustles. Um, it's not just offensive with her. And I think you know she's obviously someone that is very, very capable of putting points on the board. But she's just what they needed. That she just comes in. She's happy to dive on the floor. She's physical. She's strong. Like defensively, she just gets after it as well. And you know, I think she's just she seems to be a winner. Like she's competitive and she just wants to compete and. Um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously a testament to her. She can, you know, score the ball as well, but she brings so much more than that. So, yeah, I think she's been a really good addition for them and she's only going to keep getting better as the season goes.
0: So no Swagmire for the Caps on Sunday. We're hoping she'll suit up on Wednesday against Perth. But let's take a look at the Flyers who are with our Amy Rodgey and Abby Bishop who have got some niggles at the moment. But Thornton, Potch and Blitzavs all had 16 points each. And when you've got the depth that Southside have, you can call on players like that to share the load.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how good was Potch? It was good to see her um, have such a good game. You know, she's tough. She's physical. She's, again, good defensive. I love the defensive end of the court, you know. So, you know, they score a lot of points. But, yeah, she just brings so much energy and hype off the bench and she obviously can get it done on the offensive end too. So, yeah, it was really good to see that from her. And, um, yeah, they have so much depth. Obviously, everyone they bring in can contribute some way or another. So, um, yeah, they're a tough team in that sense, that's for sure.
0: And then our final game of the round was on Sunday in Adelaide where Melbourne ran out 89 to sixty four winners over the Lightning. It capped a big weekend on the road for Melbourne where they were tested by Sydney on Friday night and then Adelaide. And a big out for the Boomers in this game. They were without the leading scorer in the competition and my co-host on the WNBL show last week, Tiff Mitchell, who hurt her wrist against Sydney on Friday night. She flew back to Melbourne for scan, so didn't join the team in Adelaide. We hope she's okay because that is a huge loss. She's leading so many categories in this season, Steph
1: yeah she's tough too like again she's just an absolute weapon and she's shooting the ball really well this year too you know last year that wasn't her biggest strength was a three ball but she's obviously and a credit to her she's obviously a hard worker she's put in the work she's shooting the ball at an unbelievable clip this season and then defensively she's a stopper she can you know you put her on the best player and she can do a really good job at that too so yeah it's a huge loss for them but Mila did an amazing job you know stepping up so that was exciting to see for her.
0: Mila was great. She'll definitely be in the plays and highlights of the week for her triples that she kept sinking, but it was a real team performance from the Boomers. Love the continued um, confidence and form from Olivia nelson Um She really had that breakout performance, unfortunately, for you guys against Townsville two weeks ago. But yes, she, she's just grown in confidence. It's been, it's been something really special to see. Um, and Kayla George had a, a double-double, which has become um, almost a – a guarantee for Kayla. She flirted with the triple two. And then for Adelaide, Kirsten Bell's really starting to warm up for them and she was sinking down some massive shots in Adelaide yesterday.
1: Yeah, she was. She had a really nice um, corner step back, I remember. Wow, I don't even know. I thought it was a two. But, yeah, she got the three off. So, you know, she's a massive threat and, you know, she's been getting on the rim. She's shooting the three. You know, when she came in, I think, you know, the scout was initially – She's a shooter, she's a shooter, um, but now she's showing that she can get it done both ways. So um, she's definitely stepped up for them and been a really good addition this season.
0: Now we know that your future lies with the Opals and someone else who surely does is Izzy Borlase, who she just continues to amaze us every week with her composure and really the season that she's putting together. She's the second-leading scorer at Adelaide and she did some really important things for the Lightning again on Sunday. She's so impressive
1: yeah, she is she's tough, and she just, I don't know, she can just get a bucket. It's unbelievable. Like there was a few times and me and Morgan were sitting on the couch watching the game and we're like, oh, that's tough. Like some of the shots that she makes and the way that she finishes around the room, it's elite level. Like, and to be doing that at her age just it's such a credit to her. I mean, she's so strong and she's got an amazing body for it. So, yeah, I think she's gonna definitely have a huge pathway. Um, in Australian basketball for a while to come now and she's showing the league as to why she should.
0: She's so exciting and just love that she's local SA talent playing for her um, state team in the WNBL. It's it's just a wonderful story. Now let's take a look at the round coming up. Steph, uh, you guys will be taking a bit of a seat um, and watching some of this action, but it tips <laughs> off again on Wednesday night. Our game on ESPN is the UC Capitals and the Perth Lynx. I'm super excited for this, not just because I'm going to be there on sideline in the nation's capital, but I think this will be a terrific contest. Perth have headed to Canberra after playing, of course, in Townsville at the weekend. And then the Caps showed some good signs against Southside and we'll hopefully have Schwagmeyer back in. Um, do you reckon the Caps can get their first win here and maybe Christmas will come early for them?
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think you know if they can tackle that defensive end of the court with Perth. I mean, yeah, I, they have a lot of scoring power and um, you know they're tough. But I think Perth are going to bring their A game. They're going to want to bounce back after the weekend. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good matchup. I'm excited to see it. And you know, I think Jade has a lot to bring to that team. And I think you know she probably I'm going to call it. I reckon she'll have a good game, like a big game. So
0: we we'll see. <laughs> you heard it first here from Steph Ray. Jade Melbourne yeah. v Sammy Whitcomb. I would go to Canberra just to watch that matchup live. <laughs> that is for sure. Let's move on to Thursday night. Melbourne and Adelaide face off each other. Uh, face off against each other again. This is this is for the series too. So Melbourne, we know, has taken the series, but this is the series complete before Christmas. This is at the State Basketball Centre. Um, Adelaide will want to seriously improve on um, what was a disappointing second half on Sunday.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure they've watched the film or they will be. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the adjustments that they make. I mean, both teams really. It's interesting to be able to play a team back to back like that because you get to really make a lot of adjustments and change your game plan um, if it didn't work. So I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see the way that they adjust and what makes um, this matchup interesting is the fact that, you know, there's so many good little matchups in the game and Anyway, I think it'll be really interesting to see Yodota Dota and um, the bigs from Adelaide going at it again. I think your Dota definitely dominated the board. So we'll see how that goes and. Yeah, hopefully Absolutely. Adelaide can get one of the
0: wins. And Munro was in in foul trouble, which sort of opened the door for Nelson Adota to really get into some form and, and turn the momentum the Boomers' mm-hmm. way at the weekend. Uh, hopefully Tiff Mitchell's back. Hope to see her going head-to-head with Steph Talbot. There's some great matchups coming up this weekend. Speaking of Friday night, we've got a doubleheader just before Christmas, so December 23. How about this? Bendigo Spirit hosting the Southside Flyers. This is a massive one. Bendigo undefeated, as we know, the best ever start to a season in franchise history. But it is the first time that they've played the Flyers. They haven't played either Melbourne team yet. This is going to be one to watch.
1: Yeah, I'm excited actually to watch that matchup. I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see we've got Bendigo who are such a tough and really unbelievably good rebounding team but there's a lot of size and good rebounders on that south side team as well so it'll be really good to see that match up Kelly Wilson and Rochi going at it will be really good to see they're both quite physical defenders and um, both quite strong in guarding the ball so you know it'll be interesting to see them going at it and yeah I mean it's just going to be tough and I think it'll be a really good test for Bendigo before Christmas to see um, how those teams match up and yeah, I don't know who's going to come out on top with that one. <laughs> it's been an interesting
0: few weeks for the Flyers. They had a tough night in Perth, but got over the links, and then they fell to Townsville um, on their home court. Had a, a good win over Canberra, missing some few, missing a few players. But you feel like, especially with that logjam um, beneath Bendigo between Melbourne Southside and also you guys at Townsville, if they can get a scalp in Bendigo, that will be a real shot in the arm for them going into Christmas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It definitely, it'll be the momentum I think they need going into that Christmas break. And yeah, I think they've definitely got a good opportunity here. Hopefully they can come in with some healthy bodies and um, a full squad. Uh, I think that'll make a definite difference. But Yeah, it'll definitely be a good momentum shift for them if they can get that win.
0: And speaking of opportunities, our final game before Christmas is between the Sydney Flames and the UC Capitals. Now, last time they played, they were both winless. Sydney took the win for their first breakthrough of WNBL 23. Now, Canberra could already have a win heading into this game if they do get over Perth. Otherwise, they might be able to get it against Sydney. So, it could be a great um night for the caps, or Sydney will get their second win of the season, and they've certainly been around the mark the last couple of games.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you know they'll come out really tough and physical and um it'll be about how Canberra handled that pressure, I think. but yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting matchup. There's some fun ones in there as well. So, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest, I not I couldn't pick who would win that one, but yeah, I think there'll definitely be some fun matchups, especially the point guard battle. Um, whether Jade, you know, guards Shiloh or Tiana and um, vice versa. It'll be interesting to see that. And I'm obviously into the point guard battles. So I'm a yes. bit interested in watching re- and seeing. <laughs> it's such
0: a closely contested season, WNBL 23, but it really feels that as things heat up, especially heading into um, what will be the second half of the season after Christmas and New Year, just talking through these games, there are just Salivating matchups, key matchups across all of these games. So can't wait for all of the action. Uh, game of the week: UC Capitals and Perth links Wednesday night, five thirty on ESPN, and then the rest of the game stream live on Nine now. Steph Reid, Christmas has come early, having you here today, especially off a Player of the Week performance. Um, just perfect timing as usual. Thank you for an elite effort today.
1: <laughs> Thank you for
0: having me. It's been fun. It has it. been fun, um, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys back in action. New Year's Eve, of course, will be a big night up in Townsville. The Boomers have got a few games to play before them, but I'm sure you'll be pretty keen to get one back on them after a narrow loss to them on their home court two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and especially in a series, you know, you got to make sure that you. I mean, we can't lose this game. It's we're not go home, really. I mean, that puts us down to zero. So. Um, you know, we'll be going in, we're definitely going to prepare as best that we can. And yeah, you never want to lose to a team twice in a row. And I think that we can hopefully make some really good adjustments. Um, but yeah, we're all up and about, we're ready to play. And I think it's going to be a really good crowd and we're excited to play in such a massive home crowd. Um, we had a record crowd last game, so mm-hmm. hopefully we can grow on that again for New Year's. It's like
0: 2,100 last game, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Great crowd. Yeah, it
1: was Exciting.
0: Yeah. Townsville do it so well, and what better way to ring in the year than ringing in the cowbells at the Townsville Entertainment yeah. Centre? We can't wait. Steph, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for joining us on the WNBL show. You. A very Merry Christmas to you and your families. Have a great festive period. Stay safe, and we will be back next week for the final WNBL show of 2022.